it seems to me, uh, from raw material or from my perspective on an integration of Western metaphysics, transpersonal psychology, and East-West, uh, you know, mysticism or religion, you know, religion, that you you can't really explain the present world condition without understanding the two paths of polarity for soul evolution in cosmic plan. And uh, that's a matter of faith or a matter of uh, unprovability. It's coming from the raw material. But, you know, I mean, Buddhism, Hinduism both talk about left-hand path and higher dimensional asuras. But transpersonal <laughs> psychology doesn't seem to venture that far. Yeah, I mean, they are already obviously stretching the, the limon, as it were, into sort of trans-egoic uh, states, let alone... Well, I mean, obviously, getting into sh shamanism is the link. I mean, shamanism, rightly so, is the, <clears throat> the, the necessary ancient technology, spiritual technology that needs to be integrated, interwoven into the current scientific, psychological, spiritual, if you will, paradigm. It's the existence of uh, entities beyond this plane of existence. Uh, yeah, but you know, you know. You know <clears throat> yeah, you're meaning that, that the view of multidimensionality, right? Sure. But, but you know, Buddhism and Hinduism and Western metaphysics um, are profoundly multidimensional in their view. Sure, but uh, it tends to be less of a... If you're an Easterner, I think it's easier buy-in than if you are a Westerner, because most Westerners don't buy into the esot the Western esoteric right. or tradition. I right. mean, right. most I, I I always bring up Ken Wilber. Yes. Because Ken Wilber presents, you know, arguably the most encompassing integral Western worldview. Yes. Well, which is quite it's not even Western; it's kind of integrated already. But he still doesn't get the the mm. the shaman the shamanic uh, esoteric. Uh, you know, extra-dimensional uh, nature of uh, reality. Well, that He's yeah. not quite there. <clears throat> well, you know, there in England, in the UK, there's one fellow who's um, the prob public proponent of a, 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 an a, a reinterpretation of Buddhism without its mystic elements, without the whole notion, without a heavy focus on karma, reincarnation, multidimensionality. You, you see, mm. I mean, the esoteric that you're attributing to shamanism is not the exclusive domain of shamanism. It's well understood in esoteric, mm -hmm. you know, in Buddhism and Hinduism, which are by their nature esoteric, and esoteric Christianity and esoteric Islam, actually, all of them. Meaning, all of them understand a morally polarized, multidimensional cosmic structure. Multidimensional, morally polarized cosmic structure and thus plan of soul evolution. Meaning, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, you have devas and asuras, two higher mm -hmm. realms of the six realms. But nobody, mm -hmm. nobody in the West, as you say, seems to want to uh, work with that. Except uh, for the guys <clears throat> who do the channeling. Uh, well, channeling, yeah, you see, channeling... Um, the, the, the New Age, poor, you know, the community and the New Age groups that do channeling... They have no problem with multidimensionality, and many of them have no, no, ideo no ideological problem with um, morally polarized higher dimensional groups and beings and lineage. 
They don't have a problem <laughs> knowing there are positive and negative ETs, many of them. Uh, some of them are very yeah. confused about it, and some of them say, no, they're all evil, or no, they're all good, which is, there's no, not one human tradition, indigenous, religious, mystical, metaphysical, ever, that I've ever found, that indicates a non-polarized or, uh, you know, uni-moral, uh, single, um, mor uh, of single morality, higher dimensional community. Meaning, every single one of the traditions that talks about multidimensionality and higher dimensional beings understands or mm -hmm. has the spiritual view of moral polarization, positive and negative. Every yeah. one of them, except for some of the New Age groups and military-related right. groups that say they're all evil or they're all good. But, but those traditions or the, the New Age groups that have no problem with multidimensionality or even uh, moral polarity of higher dimensional groups, positive and negative, um, don't have any um, practice lineage associated with them, nor do they actually understand um, third-dimensional life as a portion of needed development along a multidimensional, uh, seven-dimensional or multidimensional path. They don't have that either, as Buddhism and Hinduism somewhat does, and the raw material in Western metaphysics somewhat does, or does a lot. Mm -hmm. The New Age groups mm -hmm. don't have that. So you got a lot of you got a lot of people touching parts of the elephant and um, identifying by the portion they're in contact with. Actually, mm -hmm. seems to me. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, obviously, the New Age has uh, many deficiencies: uh, lack of systematic thought, lack of rational thought, right. lack of male, strong, organized, some ways hierarchical structure. And uh, obviously, there's a lot of, uh, you know, again, what Wilbur said, you know, boomeritis is kind of like solipsism, like, okay, this is the way I think it is, and it's, right. that's the way reality works. It's sort of this refusal to admit right. things outside of your ken. Right. Um, <clears throat> and, but that's, that's all fear, you know, I mean, that's, it's, it is yeah. a terrifying thing to acknowledge that there are evil entities of, uh, of the fifth density who are like, Archons and all that, you right. know, like it's 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 terrifying. Yeah, I well, so <clears throat> well, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche said something like, "If you're not going to finish the path, better not start." And so, a little knowledge is much more dangerous than none at all in the metaphysics. And so, the people who come to realize um, morally polarized or polar, you know, let, I just call it morally polarized, moral in the sense of with love or without love. Uh, morally polarized higher dimensional lives or groups or beings don't understand uh, the nature of uh, protection and vulnerability. Uh, we're not, uh, there are certain things called, there are laws to creation that, that restrict or limit the contact negative, uh, the non-physical negative entities can have with humans. Yes. Uh, and so there's something True. called the law of free will. But there are there's a there's a metaphysics to what a stat, what to the basis of vulnerability and the basis or non vulnerability or protection. Those are not necessarily understood by people who stop midway, um, hearing about archons or reptilians or negative ETs or uh, demiurge. Actually, maybe you can talk about that a little bit. So I, I I don't actually quite understand what you mean. I mean, I have my own interpretations of vulnerability and protection, but maybe you can say a little bit about that. Sure. So, so the 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 
the issue is uh, what are the metaphysical bases or basis of uh, vulnerability versus uh, spiritual protection against higher dimensional negative entity in intervention basically Actually, yeah. basically like negative et contact or demonic attack basically we are as vulnerable as we have seven chakra blockages and distortions as much as we have seven chakra blockages and imbalances and as much as we have mind spirit distortions distortions in in psychology you know psychological woundedness and wrong view and more subtle uh, spiritual distortions associated with um, uh, incorrect practice or harmful technique and mm -hmm. practice um, and limiting views or limited wrong view spirituality and how we put that into practice and lower chakra blockages associated with basically typical psychopathology to the extent yeah, grief, that we uh, ignorance yeah to the extent that we have attachment to fear and um, self-pity sorrow and anger irritation aggression to the extent that we have any blockage in any of the seven chakras, to the extent that we have any distortions whatsoever in mind and spirit complexes, complexes um, there is vulnerability. And so, mm -hmm. uh, in Buddhism, right, the three poisons are grasping, aversion, ignorance, which is basically mm -hmm. greed or desire, um, which mm -hmm. is not, not unhealthy at root, but, you know, leads to <laughs> further entanglement and can be helpful and can be harmful desire then there's aggression or aversion and that's basically anger complex um, tendencies of mind and then uh, ignorance or fear and uh, suppression of process and uh, unwilling to unwillingness to feel and see and know to the extent that mm -hmm. those are strong we are vulnerable and so negative entities, I just we just got, went over this today in session 80 in the Raw Material Law of One. What is the basis for negative ET attack on Carla during the sessions or after, before and after the sessions? It was basically the desire to steal metaphysical power or light from her by ending the contact or limiting her radiance, by um, accentuating distortions in physical, um, mental, or spiritual complexes, complexes mm -hmm. meaning seven chakra blockages. So mm -hmm. to the extent that she had pre-incarnative illness and injury and chronic, chronic um, you know, problems with body, that was uh, a continuing source uh, or continuing um, area for exploitation by the negative entity. And, mm -hmm. but in terms of mind-spirit, because they, the group was very harmonious in love and kindness to each other and honesty, commitment to truth and harmlessness, uh, they were not much vulnerable in mind and spirit complexes, complexes um, for nearly all of the contact. So, mm -hmm. the, so we are as vulnerable as the work we've neglected. We are as vulnerable yeah. to negative ET attack or uh, demonic attack or possession or negative ET, negative entity overshadowing or anything like that to the extent mm -hmm. that we have neglected uh, development of, of love and wisdom. Absolutely, yeah. And so that's they are so all, they're all catalysts for us to step up to the plate, I guess, 
you know, mm-hmm. this is obviously a very, if you are into this kind of thing, it's a, it's a challenge, I guess, you know, mm. the more, the more evolved you are, the more light you can embody, then, yes, yeah, you're going to get more attention, obviously, which yeah. Yeah. in turn gets you to generate even more light, because then that's more, right, even more, uh, more, uh, more, uh, more, more shit to compost. Yeah, I mean, Roth said that, that the intensity of light in their group, which was associated of their, with their purity of motivation, purity of positive mor- moral in- motivation intention, meaning they really, really wanted to walk in love and wisdom, in balance, in harmlessness, in truth, for the benefit of all, self and other, they really were committed to that and committed to the contact. Because of that, there was a great intensity of light that attracted the high-level negative entity. And mm-hmm. so, and that then provides them, as you say, with more catalysts to continue on their way, basically to learn to love evil. It doesn't mean like mm-hmm. it. It doesn't mean follow it. It means wish, wish all beings well, even if they're choosing evil and deliberate mm-hmm. you know, harm and control. Mm-hmm. And and, mm-hmm. and and you're absolutely right. It's it's a great catalyst uh, being in this world uh, of mixed polarity, where the leadership is primarily service to self, and pretty skilled. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very skillful, some of them less so. And yeah, the more we go along the path, the more high level catalyst comes to us. Certainly, the more intensity of light, the more attractive to the negative entities we are, we become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are many ways of working with that also. And and ultimately, Ross said, you know, love is the greatest protection. And I think that's really the key. But it's not a stupid love. It's not mm-hmm. idi- idiot compassion, as Trungpa said. It's basically mm-hmm. um, love supported by um, a very serious commitment to truth. Like you write on your website, love of truth. The, the love of truth and the, the commitment to truth and honesty as the basis mm-hmm. of love or harmlessness. That that's mm-hmm. very protective. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very well. This is this is this is why. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this is this is this is a game, right? This is the this is the, the highest levels. Of, I guess what I want to talk about is vulnerability here, because it, it, in order to grow, we have to be willing to look at our our stuff. You see, and that's kind of like we want to be. I guess I'm speaking for my own view here we want to be perfect we want to exhibit all these perfectionistic kind of ideals uh but in which sometimes we're just not up to it and sometimes we need to look at the, the sh- we need to let the let the stuff surface yeah and going through those cycles but still uh being in a container of trust and openness to uh love and light is uh where the rubber meets the road, right? Because that, that's that's growing. It's not just living a false, uh, right? A super ego kind of spiritual life. It's it's real evolution. Like life is going to be um, turbulent, mm. you know. But yeah. it's it's turbulent, but it's it's evolving. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, I I think in in the um surrender to allowing um the uh, arising of the shadow 
or bringing light to the darkness or uh, allowing catharsis or not blocking emotional flow not um, suppressing the painful and the confusing and the upsetting within our own psychology that may come to be that may come to consciousness uh, forgiveness and kindness is essential and so to mm. me to me the the there's a healing cycle that begins with the willingness to allow allow sensation mm. in the body and allow man, thoughts and feelings in mind and the willingness to take responsibility that I have created them or co-created them and um, a willingness to accept mind-body process as is uh, and then understand more and more deeply how this came to be and and uh, but it's got to be capped I think by forgiveness of self and other but you see mm. there's a lot there's a lot of forgiveness that's impossible in a materialistic worldview like the this metaphysical view is um, before in before we were born we consciously chose parents and family and birth conditions mm -hmm. and body and gender and all sorts of things it's called program catalyst by Ra and so how can you come to forgive abusive parents uh, or living in in uh, in a tyranny of some nation um, without recognize without considering the idea that I knew I knew what I was getting into before I was born I chose it and um, there is a karmic deservedness too and that's called you know modern view people think oh that's blame the victim well you can say it's blaming but I'm not blaming if I say I chose my abusive parents before birth if I didn't have but if I had um, or or abusive partner or you know attack from uh, mr. mr. you know agent Smith and his uh, coterie I I am responsible for the psyop done to me by um, negative activity in past lives and the present and ignorance and neglect of blockages and inadequate love wisdom I don't feel blamed I feel responsible but I also feel gratitude <laughs> that um, some karma was um, exhausted and yeah. and I also come to know self better by considering the multi-incarnational basis and it doesn't make me feel better than anybody uh, and you can say that you can't really you can say oh it makes you feel better that's why you believe such a thing well uh, a lot of people would feel a whole lot worse considering such a thing like multi-incarnational karmic responsibility for abusive parents and um, you know attack but mm -hmm. but but if there's no self-blame if there's um, responsibility without self-blame and no interest in self-punishment and and a basic goodwill to oneself and 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 the under the appreciation of forgiveness yeah I fucked up but I didn't know any better and I'm getting my just desserts and um, there's some kind of perfection to it and I don't feel that's mm -hmm. a, you know there's no proof to any of this there's no proof so nobody can say I know you're lying I know you're self-deceived mm -hmm. because they don't know what I say isn't true Absence of proof mm. is not proof of absence. Absence of proof is simply absence of proof. There is no proof of absence. You can't prove there is no God, just as the you know deists cannot prove there is. 
Same thing with karma, reincarnation, and multidimensionality. Cannot be proven and cannot be disproven. And there are a lot of well, shallow-minded people this, who don't know that. This all, this, what what you're saying is actually a pretty, you know, this is, this, I, I just, insight uh, in the Buddhist uh, tradition obviously comes to mind. It's kind of like to say that, uh, you know, all everything is happening for a reason and, you know, it's your karma coming back to be processed actually takes a certain level of uh, sitting with it, which is meditation, you know. Well, there. And uh, yes, yeah, but that really takes some some. It takes it takes it takes training. It takes training to be able to get to a level like that consistently. Yes, that's true. It takes a quiet mind. I mean, Ra talk. I mean, that's what samadhi is. You see, here's an interesting link in Buddhism. The three foundations really are shila, samadhi, prajna. Shila means virtue, morality, discipline. It's basically not much different than the Ten Commandments. Pancha Shila, Five Shila. Uh, Theravada, Pali text, Pali canon, the earliest tradition they all follow, all later Buddhists follow five Shila, Panchashila, you should you probably know. Don't kill or harm bodily, uh, and against lying and false speech, divisive speech, harsh speech, idle chatter, and against stealing or taking what's not given, and then against harming self and other by sex or intoxicants. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's Panchashila. Panchashila Shila is the basis of samadhi. Samadhi is the basis of prajna, wisdom, or insight, realization. And so you ain't going to get to a clear mind if you're harming self and or other. Mm. You can't get to samadhi or spaciousness of mind or, you know, mind held steady in the light or silence of, self, silence of mind at a steady state, as Ross says. Mm -hmm. You can't get there um, when you're hurting self and other consistently or mm. aggressing against self and or other. You yeah. know, lying to yourself yeah. or self-punishing. Lying to others or tricking them for gain. Harming self and other with drugs or sex. That's not the same as using drugs and sex. It's harming by self, by sex and drugs. If there's, har if there's active harming, which includes um, defense mechanism, emotional avoidance, and being dishonest with oneself, to the extent that we're not being honest or kind... Uh, morality or shila is weak and therefore samadhi is weak and therefore insight into the you know the subtle or multi-dimensional non-physical uh, multi-incarnational karma and all that that insight is not going to happen much to the extent mm -hmm. as just as you say that the mind isn't trained or doesn't know samadhi doesn't know stillness and quiet because the mind is still upset with lower chakra blockages that have not yet been healed which are very workable, but the person has to be willing to face the music, which may be a very sad song, like, you know, oh, mm. oh, oh, like that. It takes many lifetimes, Scott. <laughs> well, you're not too far away. Takes, I mean, It takes many, many lifetimes. We're all on the same... Yes, of course, of course, of course. There are very few people who have a taste and a love for truth, like you wrote, love of truth. Love of truth, yeah, love, love, and love truth. That's the way. And, and we're all imperfect. You know, we're all, we all have seven chakra blockages, it seems to me. We all have distortions in mind, body, spirit. Okay, but we just keep going. I mean, I, I'm not against, you know, critical of anything you're saying. I totally agree. But we do what we can do, right? But it's just surprising to me how few um, transpersonal psychologists and so-called experts in the field 
are willing to venture into the multi-incarnational, multi-dimensional perspectives that are right in front of them in Buddhism and Hinduism. Every, every Advaita Vedanta teacher, Ramana Maharshi, Nisargadat Maharaj, you know, everybody, including Gautama Buddhism and all the great Tibetan teachers and Zen teachers and Theravadan teachers, everybody knows multidimensionality and multi-incarnational karmic reality. Everybody knows that. Everybody mm -hmm. accepts it. Demons and ghosts and angels and positively oriented invisible rishis, the community of rishis, everybody knows. <laughs> what, what the hell's wrong with the Western mind? Well, uh, Steiner. Don't forget Steiner. Uh-huh. Right. Theosophist. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. he actually is uh, probably the, the best uh, representative of uh, oh, yes. know, what, uh, what, what you need as a Western thinker sensitive to the multidimensional reality. Oh, I totally agree. Steiner... Uh, anthroposophy, theosophy, uh, some Western channels absolutely are, are aware of yeah. that. But in organized transpersonal academic traditions and fields and institutes, it's a very funny thing that they don't really want to go there. The whole reality mm -hmm. of higher dimensional benevolent and malevolent beings and what that means for cosmic plan and right hand, the, the existence or possibility of right hand and left hand paths of, of evolution. They just don't want to go there. Wonder why. But well, they're, trying, they're trying to build uh, respectability. So I guess that's, uh, you know. Right. Oh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, no, it's a good question. Every time I step into, yeah, I, I, I faced uh, certain uh, boundaries. As, as uh, progressive as the program that I did, uh, the philosophy, cosmology, and consciousness program. But yeah, I mean, start to talk about uh, psychic ability, uh, you know, you kind of lose and, and sort of extra dimensional entities. Yeah, yeah, you lose people. Just people, yeah, they well, just. But, but the question is, why are they not even looking at it? In fact, you can't understand, you really can't understand oneself, one, one in my view. One can't understand oneself, one can't understand others, or society, or this world, or this dimensional life, without um, a spiritual view that includes multidimensionality and multi-incarnational karmic stream. You can't get it. And in fact, Gautama said the same thing in the Pali Canon. You really can't get his teaching if you don't understand or accept karma and reincarnation. Well, you see, I have a sort of experiences of this because I've sat in, you know, I was lucky enough to spend some time in the College of Psychic Studies and, you know, had enough experiences with channels and sort of intuitive mm. insights into, okay, this is uh, mm. an, an extra-dimensional entity that has some wisdom to got to, to convey to me. And um, I don't know, like, people don't, you know, you can say as much as you want, it's all theory, but what they need are visceral experiences of these encounters, which, right. you know, it's kind, it's kind, it's, it's rare, it's hard to get uh -huh. these uh, experiences unless you're in the right place, and, you know, the quality, you quality have, channels. And, yeah, well, you have to also, mm -hmm. I mean, channels can help with a vicarious experience of multidimensionality. And help mm -hmm. develop. One can learn or get some firsthand um, self-validating experience or catalyst. 
But in terms of a direct paranormal experience, the gateway is meditation. And uh, there are many, many traditions and techniques. And uh, most Western people, and most people in the world today, even interested in New Age, uh, don't want to submit mind to meditation. And that's because it's painful. And, it, and it, it takes discipline. It, it takes, uh, uh, I, I think, it, to me, I mean, once upon a time, somebody said to me, oh, you have a lot of discipline. And I really said, no. I just, I'm just very honest about how much suffering I'm in. I'm just honest about how much pain is in this mind. Meaning, I know I'm in a lot of pain and confusion. And I know that thinking about it doesn't get me out because I can see the pain is not much reduced by thinking or study. It's only reduced by very subtle catharsis that comes through meditation. And for me, it was Anapanasati or Buddhist breath meditation, mindfulness practice. And to me, that's just honesty. That I'm in a lot of pain, and I made it, and thinking and study and talking about it doesn't really get it gone. It doesn't really cathart or release the pain for me. And I think, honestly, that's probably the case for most everyone. And the only thing that I know is working, because I can tell, is um, you know mindfulness practice or meditation. Formal practice. Very formal. Strict in some way. Not meaning mm-hmm. not, not to feel good, but to go through and keep doing it until the pain clears, which it does, and it will. And then comes insight. And I think it's dishonesty that the, and, and a fear of pain and low self-esteem that blocks people from jumping into meditation and then from knowing the the multi-dimensional mm-hmm. it's it's uh, being not really being honest about how much pain they're in mentally emotionally spiritually mm-hmm. uh, h- half of it is the, is uh, is uh, so okay so this is what I've been also observing it's uh, the western mind uh, tends to want quick fix Right. I mean, right. everybody wants quick fix. I wouldn't just point it to the Western mind. Easterners now are all but quick fix too. Sure. But especially in sort of this NorCal circles that I've right. been witnessing, right. psychedelics are being used as a as a as a replacement for meditation. Uh, <laughs> med- right. Week long meditation. Right. Uh, you know, no drugs, just air and food. You know, and 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 silence. And uh, I mean, I I know. I have uh, no doubt that uh, psychedelics can help cathart, uh, in your words, uh, you know, deeply rooted psychological material. But there's no yes. substitute for just uh, working with the mind, mind on mind. Yes. And, um, yeah. Yes. But uh, again, again, a, a cultural, uh, you know, big waves of uh, norms and just sort of attention deficit. Uh, just uh, instant distraction <laughs> right, culture. Right. Yes. Uh, swipe left, Tinder, you know, Facebook, checking every thirty seconds. It's uh, right, it's right. Uh, part of the part of the collective. Uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Collective uh, collective uh, distraction. Yeah, it's it's the yeah. um, <clears throat> the addiction du jour. The addiction of our age is mental distraction, in some mm-hmm. sense. Um, yes, yes, I mean, uh, psychedelics, I think, can be very helpful in illumining or um, coming to certain realizations and some catharsis, yeah. But uh, psychedelics is not a spiritual path. 
actually, mm -hmm. because there's a lot mm -hmm. of self-deception um, that happens by the chemical alteration of, you know, brain chemistry and neural patterns and all that. There, mm -hmm. it, it can be very helpful, um, but I, I, I it is, in my view, it is simply not a path because, mm -hmm. because of particularly the agitation um, and the atta the continuing attachment to thought associated mm -hmm. with with drug experience, psychedelic, even mm -hmm. as a ritual in a ritual ceremonial way, the person is still thinking, the person is still conceiving, <clears throat> the mind is not still. There isn't it isn't samadhi. There is some level of fashioning, of thought form, and there is there are various levels of controlling mind body spirit process that the person is unaware of <laughs> I mean real samadhi is called out of control in my view real samadhi the only thing being controlled is uh, the steady direction of attention to the object of concentration hmm. the only well, I, I guess there's, there's also something to be said about the uh, the plant spirit and actually this is a, this is an open-ended question because I, I've done ayahuasca ceremonies now and um, I've also had very interesting uh, blending of uh, experiences with sort of getting into a just witnessing a wearing non-dual samadhi, I don't you know approximations, uh, but also being receptive to what the, the uh, plant spirit, which I sometimes regard as uh, you know these uh, plants are uh, very ancient. Yeah. So they, you know, they contain a lot of wisdom. They've been around for a long time, and variously, um, it, it feels like a lot of the messages are very ecological. Uh, you know, sort of like we uh, have to be embodied as the as the body of of Gaia. You know, and um, I actually have appreciated a lot of the messages uh, that I uh, and insights that I've got from uh, some of these ceremonies. Yes, of course. Those are those may be very transformative messages, <clears throat> but reception of a teaching is not transformation of the seven chakra field. Mm -hmm. Meaning, um, it's it's a change in view, and it may lead to some change in the totality of seven chakra sen uh, field of self sense of field of self, but um, a particular message. Is is not the same as uh, the um, demonstration or willingness to um, be completely uncontrolling of deep mind process and to and to unveil oneself uh, to particularly the first level, which is uh, psychopathology, all the pain that one that that we carry, the psycho the psychic pain. I mean, mm -hmm. Messages are good, of course, but I'm, what I'm saying is I don't think that that does the deep. The, I think that there's deeper levels of working that are not mm -hmm. possible by simply receiving messages that that don't happen with reception of message or teach or truth, teaching you know receiving mm -hmm. teaching. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of people <clears throat> who've gone to satsang and darshan and uh, dokusan and all sorts of things, and they still have self-harming patterns. Uh, or we can say that we all do, but it's a degree of, um, uh, to me, what's critical 
is is surrendering to the process but it's not a process um, led by a plant spirit or a psychedelic but it, it's the process of allowing the deep mind to fully emerge into consciousness and, and what I, I can call it fierce non-doing <laughs> I love it <laughs> fierce non-doing yeah, fierce, sure. fierce non-doing because it's not manipulation it's actually stripping off very very subtle and deep pervasive levels of um, control controlling mm. body-mind process we are so controlling of body-mind process it seems to me much more than we realize I mean why can't somebody mm. sit and concentrate uh, sit down and concentrate on the breath or something for an hour at the first start why why is it hard because the mind is filled with thought or distraction and can't concentrate why because all, all of that's been fashioned by as a as um, some kind of coping mechanism coping means to face life or something but the mind is so disorganized what's wrong mm -hmm. to me all of that is avoidant it, it ultimately is avoidance it, it's highly avoidant restlessness or mental distraction as emotional avoidance as as the modern mm -hmm. defense mechanism mm -hmm. yeah, conditioning <clears throat> yeah well I mean it's like go into your room and immediately turn on the radio or the TV why because I don't want to hear my own thoughts and feelings why because it's too painful well, it's not too, but you call it too painful. It's painful. But how are you going to be free of it without <clears throat> releasing it? You actually can't. And to me, um, there are a lot of, it's, it's a dishonesty to think that we can release internal pain, pain of body-mind, particularly mind, emotional, um, without, without allowing it to come through in a dark night of soul or catharsis process. I think there are many traditions in psychology that understand that that you can't be free of it unless unless you've allowed it to come up and through and a lot of people as you say want a quick fix I mean quick fix is great but it just doesn't work the point is people think every I like a quick fix too but it just isn't it it's fake it's self, if you think it works it's self-deception it may work in some way for some time but uh, if you're really sensitive to pain or your mind You'll find that that there's still a lot, uh, a lot on un unhealed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't disagree with everything you're saying. It's just, <clears throat> I think a lot of people, I mean, it's natural. We don't want to feel pain, but the 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 big irony is that you can't be free of pain by avoiding pain. You can only be free of pain by allowing it to come through and accept it and understand it and come to deep knowing of one's process and forgiveness. And that's guided by mm. love wisdom. Commitment mm -hmm. commitment to kindness and honesty. Mm -hmm. To me that's the only the only true way of, of deep mind or, or psychological healing. <clears throat> there are no quick fixes. There a quick fix is um inadequate it just doesn't work in a deep way for deep healing as far as i can see as far as i can see with people in my own experience it doesn't work it's a temporary very limited fix and so 
everybody knows if you want something great, um, great effort is needed. So if you want the great achievement of um, a peaceful heart, um, great effort is needed. Seems to me. <laughs> it's true. All right. <laughs> we're in true. we're in total it's agreement. True. Yeah. It's true. So so I mean, so so what do you see in terms of um you know what do you what what is the current, you know, Northern California transpersonal psychology community focus these days? You know, I went to CIS between uh, 87 and 91. And so yeah. or 88 91 87 and um, they had already lost <clears throat> the um, kind of metaphysical core mm -hmm. that came mm -hmm. with um, Haridas Chaudhary and Aurobindo yeah. and, and Ram Das, you know, I mean, um, and, and even Bailey, they were, you know, studying that stuff when the school first started. They already lost yes. that, but... The PCC program you're talking about sounds like they're bringing a little bit of that, of that back, uh, but it sounds like they're they're looking, f you know, there there's a reliance on psychedelics as path, or some view that that's a easier path, mm. but I don't think so. The uh, yeah, big question. I mean, obviously, okay, so so this is this is highly this is Ken Box opinion. Uh, but uh, the social justice warriors have taken over. <laughs> the angry, the angry left has taken over. The one with authority problems, right? Uh, and um, <coughs> they all too hate. much, uh, <laughs> too much touchy feely. Yeah, you know, not enough uh, logical, rational. Not enough, uh, not enough trashing out. To, yeah, that we we lack strong. Uh, kind strong and kind male energy you know we lack that a lot here yeah and i say that with a sort of yeah i mean uh, it's uh, it's a tough environment to be uh, to want to uh, push some of that around and uh, i've certainly had my own challenges with uh, <laughs> with holding my own as it were um, but still, uh, CIIS is, uh, remains a wonderful font of uh, knowledge and uh, holds a lot of wonderful tradition and such diversity and such um, <clears throat> caring for soul and caring for uh. caring, you know, just just caring, you know. I mean, therapy as a as a way of being. I, I just see all these uh, sure. twenty twenty year olds, and you know, there's such. They're just lovely people, you know. Mm. Honestly, they are attuned and intelligent and sensitive, and they're healers. You know, they are the healers. They are the uh, the the ones who are uh, are so needed in our world. But they have a hard time uh, finding jobs and you know right. making 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 wage. Yeah. Um. Uh. But. Uh, you know that's that's uh, that's that's the way things are currently on this on this on this planet as it as it were they mm. probably aren't <clears throat> the worst off in uh, in relative terms to the degree of suffering that goes on in the planet right 
but um, <coughs> certainly, certainly things are evolving here in the in the east in on the west coast. You know, we've got uh, a lot of uh, uh, <laughs> psychedelic research going on with uh, the multi multidisciplinary association uh, psychedelic psychedelic studies. We've got uh, ions, uh, the Institute for Noetic Sciences, which is uh, trying yeah. to push uh, right. ESP research. You've got Dean Radin. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got uh, very. I'm very happy about Sheldrick, and and, and you know Sheldrick is just uh, Sheldrick's just so crucial in um, sort of stepping away from a Newtonian paradigm. Right. right. Uh, and um, no, you know California still uh, still is uh, still is some uh, amazing mix of energies here. You know, you know sort of this. Uh, uh, things that go on in festivals as well, like Burning Man and uh, all these different festivals. Sure, there's a lot of psychedelics involved, but yeah. you know there are there's a lot of uh, generation of fields uh, going on there with uh, with sort of pushing the collective uh, yeah. limon boundaries possibilities that they have no doubt in my mind that create new timelines for the collective mm. and timelines that are not rooted in scarcity thinking or fighting or uh, you know sort yeah. of just wallowing in the in the mud they are mm. yeah they are very exciting we live in very exciting times we live in very exciting times I, I have no doubt about that I, I see mm. you know I, I, I'm not uh, in any way uh, for a catastrophic kind of mindset as much as I was a couple of years ago anymore I think you know we still face a lot of challenges but we'll get through them you know I mean we will we will evolve we are in a lot of evolution here I've just been actually studying a lot of blockchain hmm. uh, tech technology and uh, the right. wave uh, <coughs> of uh, disruption quote-unquote uh, Evolution, innovation in mm. the various fields in which blockchain is going to impinge on mm. legal, financial, economic uh, is uh, going to be tremendous. Yeah, and that's uh, really real technology that's being deployed as we speak. Have you have you heard or read about China's uh, state embrace of Bitcoin um, for the national bank or for the people's you know financial situation over there? It seems to me, from what I've read, that China um, wants to make good use of Bitcoin hmm. as a from, I, I, from, I, I don't from know a about that one. national check, policy I, level. I, check that one out. I see. Yeah, you might just check that. Hmm. That that China. I read about. Yeah. Yeah. Once they I, they want to use it. Yeah, I I that would be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I also read about this China. Uh, with this uh, social credit scores and uh, <laughs> right. you know now the now the AIs are getting involved and uh, it's uh, yeah no we uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's wild you know the whole the future is wild with uh, neural links and uh, just uh, yeah the AIs man the AIs are just going to. The AIs are going to be a, to be a, to be the, in, the invisible, but ever-present force in our in our society. 
maybe. Uh, from this point onwards, yeah. Well, I mean, in, in the circles in Northern California that are, I imagine, pro-technological, does anybody think about, does anybody understand New World Order transhumanism? <laughs> does New any... World Order transhumanism? Oh, I mean, that thread of chipping and all that. Well, yes, of course, neural net chipping, um, <clears throat> basically mind-machine blend hybridization, chimera, gene splicing, basically, um, you know, a human augmentation, brain mental function augmentation. Does anybody see the, the long-term plan uh, that may not be so benevolent to it? Maybe not. It's a good question. I I, I have not uh, interacted <laughs> yes. in those circles. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh -huh. that uh, I'll keep my eye out for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think to, it doesn't seem to me that technology will save humanity, uh, and uh, human augmentation by um, computer machine interface will only um, enable the same psychodynamic patterns or moral um, the moral failings of humanity frankly yes. you, you're not gonna yes. you're not gonna it's like you say you can't legislate morality uh, you can't hybridize by machine mind machine or brain AI uh, morality either you, you can't <laughs> so I agree. I agree. Technology is a is a, is a force multiplier, right? And, right. Uh, and uh, right. I pray. I pray. I pray that the technology is used by the evolved and uh, and the wise and the compassionate. Yeah, I think that's what we need. We need we need the symbiotic uh, intertwining of ecological and technological. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, I think we need love. <laughs> we need morality. We do. We need, I mean, we, do. we need to follow the golden rule. Don't treat others the way you don't want them to treat you, you know? Do good. <laughs> do good. Don't, don't do yes. harm. Learn ahimsa. Yes. I mean, yes. to me, yes. you know, all, all of human technology is um, um, simply... Um, as beneficial as uh, the morality of its usage and nobody wants to hear morality it's a very fuddy-duddy kind of term I think uh, it, it evokes you know uh, the church uh, one-room church in the Midwest or something talking about morality <laughs> or, or hellfire brimstone preacher but yes. actually it really just means love and wisdom <laughs> it really just means harmlessness and a commitment to truth and, and benefit mm -hmm. for all, which is just what you're saying. But mm -hmm. if people don't really consciously, I think, consider it or contemplate what what morality is, uh, will fall into harmful ways, as, as civilization has. Yes. Actually, interestingly, I've been getting into some Vajrayana uh, recently, and uh, again... They've got this uh, love and love and wisdom uh, theme coming up with the with the Vajra and the Georgi. Sure, wisdom and, and compassion. Uh, yeah, it was just a wonderful, right. uh, uh, you know, the same two two uh, two important themes crop up in yeah these two really uh, really advanced uh, 
in my mind, teachings. Well, it's the basis of, of Bodhisattva Pada, Bodhisattva Manga, Bodhisattva Path, is wisdom mm. and compassion. Mm. Wisdom and compassion is fifth chakra, fourth chakra, the blue-green center, as far mm. as I know. It's the way mm. that, that wisdom or truth and honesty and discernment and love, kindness, harmlessness, um, the will to help self and other, how those lead the path or fuel the path uh, that goes through psychological self-healing, spiritual healing, and then insight and, you know, seven chakra, full self-transformation. Love mm. and wisdom, wisdom and compassion lead the way. That's the mm. salvation. Our salvation is, is wisdom and compassion, meaning mm. from bondage to liberation or confusion to clarity or suffering to wellness from dukkha to sukkha, really. It's the path, mm. wisdom and compassion. Definitely. So, Scott, since since uh, we last did the uh, our last uh, round of interviews in what was it twenty twelve twenty yeah many years ago 20, I guess. it might have been fourteen but yeah okay whenever what what uh, has uh, sort of transpired for you in observing the move to fourth density sort of a big question <clears throat> but. Yeah, it's a great, Some, great, know. great question. What do you, what, what do you, what, uh, what, what well, are your viewpoints? Here? In in resonance with something Ross said that here at the end times of the third density cycle of evolution, uh, there will be an intensification of polarization of both paths of people on both paths and groups, meaning the good get better and the bad get worse. Those that are committed to love wisdom <clears throat> more and more fully um, know and live love wisdom. And those that are committed to power through control and force, domination and deception, um, get more skillful on their path or more committed to. And I think that's what we see in America. America is really ground zero for Armageddon. You see, this is the time of apocalypse. And it, apocalypse means revelation, nothing more. It's the apocalypse of, revela of, of Armageddon. The apocalypse of Armageddon means the revelation of the third density end of cycle time uh, in which the two paths of benevolence and malevolence are more and more clearly uh, evident for all to see. And I think the two ways are more and more evident for all those who wish to see. And those that are committed to uh, wisdom and compassion and those on positive, so-called positive path and those that are committed to control through domination and deception um, force and and lies, manipulation. Dot dot dot. Uh, those on both paths are getting stronger in their commitment and and um, you know activity on those two paths, those two ways yeah. of living. And and uh, <clears throat> there there are only there, there's only there are only those two ways of um, those two sets of values. They're they're basically mm -hmm. spiritual values. The value of love, wisdom, the value of uh, control through force, deception, for increasing selfish power. There are only those two mm -hmm. ways. And the people who are rejecting both, this is what Ra calls, uh, there's something called the efficient use of catalyst, which is using one's life experience for continued development. But there are two ways, right? Like there are two, there are two, two roads you can go on, but there's still time to change the road you're on, uh, stairway to heaven. And so, the people who are who are 
not the people who want to keep their head in the sand or in their device two by two screen are becoming further and further mentally fragmented and they are self primitivizing self primitivization putin vladimir putin talked about this how society that uh, relativizes moral values um, ultimately mm -hmm. is primitivizing or making itself more primitive and mm. primitive in the sense of animalistic not in the sense of indigenous groups having something wrong with them no but um, animalism which means derationalization so there are there's a lot of there, there there's a cover of time magazine said something like is truth dead no truth is not dead but human capacity to rationally ascertain truth is degrading and that's part of the negative sure. plot. That's the age of deception. Orwell talked about in the in an age of deceit, in a universal age of deceit, telling the truth becomes a revolutionary act. Yes. And and yes. that's and he knew because uh, he was Eric Blair and he was with the Secret Service over there. He knew the Illuminati plan for the future, and so humanity is being animalized by cultural perversions. <laughs> and and it doesn't mean. Um, it's not against, you know, non non majority ways. It's against love wisdom. It's not a. It's not a it's saying that everybody, you know, should act a certain way, in terms of clothing or gender identity or sexual preference or things like that. This is not what I'm talking about. We're talking about the the commit. You know, the nature of the positive path being commitment to increasing understanding and living in love wisdom wisdom and compassion um, that's being degraded and and popular culture is basically trapping all of those um, who may be self-trapped self-limited by inadequate wisdom and love or the unwillingness to uh, face truth and see what's happening in the world and so I, I see a further um, degradation of mental capacity uh, globally uh, mm -hmm. among, among the majority. But that's not those who are positively and negatively oriented. That's those who are not clear about their own, about, you know, universal morality or the ways of benevolence versus the ways of control. They're unclear about the distinction between love and control. Mm. And so yeah. there, there is a um, the great unpolarized. The great Ross said the vast sinkhole of indifference. Those who those who care not and know not, and that's fine. They can choose, but if you don't go ahead, you're going to go backwards. If you're not going forward on one's path, either path, you really are not you. But you know, one is degrading, one is de disorganizing. And so there's a much greater mental disorganization in society. Again, this is the revelation of metaphysical conflict or opposition between the two paths of benevolence and malevolence or the ways of love versus control or honesty versus self-deception. Because the real problem is self-deception. The reason that people get fooled by others is that we've been self-deceiving. Some people are not surprised, you know, by, by scandals that come unearthed. Some people were not surprised at all. 
about you know revelations of this or that or oh my god my teacher was a scoundrel uh, some people were not surprised why because they saw why because they were committed to seeing and and had rejected uh, self-deception you know mm. and mm. and so I see a lot of a lot more self-deception going on in the information age mm. Scott the other thing I wanted to uh, pick your pick your brain on is this uh, have you encountered this book uh, UFOs by Leslie Keane I think that's and, an old, it's uh, an old book isn't it Yes, it's pretty old. And the and the I I only recently uh, encountered it. And uh, the forward is uh, by John Podesta. Uh, oh, oh my God! Ex uh, chief of staff uh, of the White House. Yeah, we know who he and, is. And uh, uh, you think he's uh, part of the cabal? Have you heard the word Pizzagate? I have. I I don't know what to think of it. Well, I would just say look into it. <laughs> look into it. Look into it. Look into it. And your soul will tell you what to think of it. Okay, yeah, but uh, I thought that was interesting. That uh, that uh, yes, yeah, there is trying to push it out. There is some. If you look online, you can see some articles about Podesta and Clinton and UFO disclosure and Robert Bigelow or some Bigelow um, sponsor of UFO research or researchers or conferences where mm -hmm. the idea, I think, is that, um, quote, disclosure, UFO, quote, UFO disclosure, was planned by a, a was planned to occur in a Clinton presidency. That, that's mm -hmm. my sense of, of that issue, one, of, one aspect of that issue. I mean, mm -hmm. to me, um, I mean, I wouldn't trust anything that um, government officials say uh, regarding uh, multi-dimensional life, they, you know, it's like the military becomes the spokesman for the ashram. Give me a break, mm. please. And so, <laughs> um, I mean, to me, they're going to be there. There are two. There are two. There are two deceptions. It's called the alien deception. There, there are two deceptions that will be played in uh, in a UFO disclosure quote if it occurs. And Werner von Braun talked about this to, apparently to Carol Rosen, saying the final, the final boogeyman will be the threat of alien invasion. So right. there's the false positive and the false negative. The false positive is they're here to save us. Just take the chip and join the new world order. Or the false negative, they're here to invade and destroy us. Just take the chip and join the new world order. Both. Same outcome different method or different, you know, manipulative hook. And and I think that, I mean, you know, the Vatican has a telescope, right? Mount Graham, Arizona, called Lucifer. The Vatican's Lucifer Telescope. Did you know that? Wow. How about I that? I did not know that. Hmm, what a strange name to choose. So are they looking for, you know, the uh, frozen cryogenetic, uh, frozen reptilian warriors coming in on, on the Death Star planet? Are they looking for Nibiru? What the hell's going on? Well, what about underground bases? What about undersea and off-planet bases? What about Gary McKinnon's work? Hmm. What about Richard Souter's work? Hmm. Underground bases, off-planet, undersea. It's all real, it seems to me. <laughs> you want to get a, you yeah. want to get a wake up? Take a look at Richard Souter's work on underground bases. He has a lot of interviews on SGT Report. Mm hmm. 
<laughs> You're going to get some hardcore comments on YouTube if we post this. Some people say, oh, what a nut job. Oh, he's crazy. Oh, what a freak. Oh, my God. Never heard such garbage. Oh, it's such bullshit. Quack, quack, quack. So, I, yeah, I, I, I spent a fair amount of time uh, looking at this kind of stuff, but I mean, I don't know what to think of it. I don't know why this. Uh, I mean, suddenly I have my own intuitions about what's what's good info and what's not. But at yeah. some point, you know, I just want to live my life and you know, right? Of course, cook. I want to cook. Yeah, and, uh, have a nice read nice novels and <laughs> you know make a good living doing whatever it is that I do. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a very very ugly social matrix when you penetrate to the hidden you know yes. I, I say there are two matrices there's the human and the cosmic and the human matrix of deception hides um, unspeakable evil and wickedness and the cosmic matrix hides unspeakable glory and um, um, the majesty uh, of a, an infinite love based creation hmm and if you don't go through the first, you probably can't find the second. Or mm, to the extent that you're unwilling nice to see the first, it. you won't be able to really appreciate the second. Or you can't, and to the degree you don't go beyond the first, one will go in. One may get stuck in despair. You know, like David Icke, or people who are stuck in. I don't think he's stuck, but the people who may not go on from the conspiratorial aspects of what he's presenting to the spiritual cosmic metaphysical and so yes. many people don't want to understand what's happening on earth and then there are those who get stuck in in the perfidy of human hidden evil and yet there's uh, this occurs within a larger space of um, glory and infinite love um, which is cosmic which is the, the cosmic cosmic life or multi-dimensional universal life yeah do you think Putin is STO or STS I, frankly I like Putin a lot I think he's a very moral man I don't think he's a saint wow. I don't think he's a saint but I'm not either if you look at his his address a Christmas address Christmas 2016 he's talking <laughs> he's talking about he's talking about morality he's talking about the the primacy of national morality the reason that they hate Putin, the, pow the powers that be hate Putin, is because he stands with God. He tries to stand with God. And he tries to promote orthodox, non-distorted Christianity. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's against the New World Order. He's against, um, you know, deceptive globalism. I mean, we are one world, one family, all one, yeah. But there's the manipulation of globalism yeah. into, you know, uh, planetary enslavement. And then there's mm. uh, a love-wisdom-based globalism, which is really what's going to happen in fourth density positive in the future on the, in this world. But it won't be run by the same souls, obviously. Yeah. No, I got a lot of, uh, 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 you know, suddenly, I think... Uh, there's been some good, loyal, good, good opposition from uh, RT, Russia Today, uh, you know, talking about a lot of very 
important and pertinent things and obviously Snowden being uh, uh, allowed asylum in um, Russia right uh, you know I'm, 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 I'm on the whole uh, yeah actually I've been wanting to uh, raise some awareness with uh, you, know, you know John Perkins Yes, uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, IMF fellow. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I like that angle. I, I also think it's very interesting that he was a. Sh- he he got into the shamanic. Uh, uh, so you know the the dynamic there of uh, the economic uh, mm. uh, rapist of the earth, and then yeah. back into the ancestral, the ancient, and the healing, and the mm. sort of more feminine. Yeah, that's a very important, uh, uh, a very important healing dynamic that needs to happen. Well, I, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you know, a statement from the raw raw material is the physical and the metaphysical are inseparable, and so to understand the hidden or the causal basis of all the negativity on planet Earth, uh, one needs to look into the metaphysical, which is hidden and invisible and more subtle. And there, you know, there, there, there is a war going on. There is a war in heaven, as on earth, and it's not exactly war up there, but it's a conflict and opposition between forces of benevolence and those of malevolence. If you want mm-hmm. to see the future that the negatives, negative Illuminati and New World Order folks plan for planet Earth, is, from my view, it goes very simply from uh, police state 1984 to uh, transhumanist, uh, mind-controlled, brave new world, and uh, tetragrammaton, all the way up to massive depopulation oblivion. These are movies that that depict Mm. the sequence, I think, that is planned. And as far as I know, Earth is scheduled to be a resource extraction planet only by Orion. (laughs) But it won't happen. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for letting me uh, talk freely. Um, we'll see what happens to your <laughs> to your computer and the YouTube channel if you post this. Oh, hey, it's uh, it's uh, no. I think it's a good. Uh, it will reach the people who they are meant meant to reach. Yeah, I mean, these are just ideas. And if people think it's wrong or false or deception or lie, they can reject it, please. So, um, it's all unprovable. It's all unprovable, as far as I can tell. But but it's good to contact a wide range of ideas, I think. I think so. I think so. And uh, you should never... Yeah, you should... Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're not rational, then you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't be... Uh, Anyway, you should be rational, curious. Well, you know, there's a saying, the unexamined life is not worth living. Uh, I would say the unexamined life doesn't lead to self-improvement. Or, as you say, rational, logical, analytical uh, are really necessary critical functions of mind um, for spiritual transformation and help and healing for the world. Yes. Um, it's the that's the balance of love and wisdom. Love is the yes. intuitive, and wisdom is the rational analytic. And yes. they're two wings of the bird. They're two. They're yes. the two wings of mind. The heart yes. mind. 
the heart, that's the heart, that's Xin, Chinese tradition, heart-mind, the blue-green center, fifth ray, fourth ray. That's true transpersonal yes. mind. And it's not a personal quality, but one can um, open and access those transpersonal qualities of intuition, heart, and logical wisdom, discernment, mind, um, and and join them and blend them and um, you know make make a, a, a gracious synthesis. Yes, 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 yes. Scott, really enjoyed uh, catching up with you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Me too. I'm going to I'm going to start winding down here, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to post this on the uh, on the interwebs. So, and yeah, thank you so much. I really enjoy talking with you, and even if it seems like a monologue, I appreciate you giving me the space to talk. That's good. No, I, I, I learn every time I speak to you. You certainly are a scholar, <laughs> and uh, no, there aren't that many people you can talk this, you know, have this kind of dialogue with. So I, I, I enjoy it. Too. I, yeah, great. I, I do too. Bye. Bye-bye.